Hey, it's Aaron here, and before we get uh, started with today's podcast, I just thought I'd give a little disclaimer that because of Steve's voice and the fact that it still sounds like he put down a pack of Pall Malls before he started the show, he's still on the mend, and so we're going to give him a little bit of extra time off. So in order to do that, we're totally mailing in today's podcast. We went back through the archives and found the episode titled, The Best Podcast We've Ever Done. Now, I have no idea what that podcast was about, but if it was our best podcast back then, it probably still is now. So without further ado, here's the best podcast we've ever done. You are now about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential. Derived from our maker, that is liberty. And liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. Greetings, welcome to the Steve Day Show here on CRTV Podcast Edition, where we love to know what you think about what we think. In fact, that's going to be what today's podcast is all about. It is a feedback Friday. If you want to send your podcast or you want to send your feedback in for this podcast that we do each and every week at this time, Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. Last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. We have a full house with us because we just got done with the roundtable. So Kim is here joined by Todd and Aaron. And I don't know what you guys and gals thought, but I thought we had a really interesting, spirited roundtable. There's a lot going on. Rip yeah. roaring. Exactly. Agreed. It's kind of hard, though. Like, if, if, if you can't pr- produce interesting content in this environment, then you're just in the... You, you, this is just not something you can do for a living. You know what I'm saying? Like, we used to... When I used to do sports talk radio, we'd have these huge ratings books, you know, in the fall. Management would come to me. Oh, these are like the best. We looked around the country, and and these are some of the best local sports talk ratings in the country. And you know, and I used to say, oh, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You know, and then I'd come home and say to my wife, guys, a trained monkey could get a seven. Just it's it's the number one time of the year, right? You don't have to be that good at this. Just get the football coaches on, talk about the game. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the number one time in sports media. The true test is what kind of a summer book did we have? You know, May, June, July, when, when we didn't have basketball and, the, and football going on and the dog days of summer, I used to always tell people, I earn, when I did sports talk radio, I earned my living. You know, like teachers say one of the, be- the three best reasons to be a teacher is June, July, and August, right? I, for me, it was the exact opposite. May, June, and July, those three months, I worked to, to justify the check that I received the other nine months. Because if you just had any passion for the subject matter on any level and, and some rudimentary knowledge and basic skill ability to broadcast, you didn't have to be, you know, the next Howard Cosell or Rush Limbaugh to get people to listen because they care about the subject matter. It's, the, it's getting people to listen during the times that they don't. That's the challenge. Right now, I don't know that you can truly measure the worth of somebody's ability to write or broadcast because we are living in the very, uh, the, you know, we're, we're living in what's the old, uh, the, the old Chinese saying, may you live in interesting ch- times. We are living in these kinds of times right now, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So, when we, so 
I want I say that because it dawned on me, man, it really sounds like we open up this show saying, Hey, we're great. Um it, you did, and it, I was fine with it. <laughs> and now I want to know how you do uh, in during the summertime. Yeah, what, 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 the real truth is, what the real test is when you don't have those moments, can you make it interesting without making stuff up or contriving stuff? Now, in the environment we're living in now, I, I don't see the uninteresting occurring anytime soon. Do any of you? I wish. No. I'd kill for uninteresting. You would kill for an interesting. <laughs> I mean, this just gives you an idea before we get to the feedback of, of the environment that we work in every day. I'm wondering how many people that are listening to this podcast right now are aware of the fact that yesterday the vice president of the United States hired outside counsel to represent him in this Justice Department investigation. Now, Kim, I mentioned this to you in casual conversation before we went on you the did. air. Yeah. And you like hit it, you, hit, you, went, you gave me a timeout and said, what, that happened? You didn't know. No, right? and that is amazing because that says everything. It, we'll get to that in a minute. Did you guys know? Nope. No. No. In a normal environment, and in, in even in a normal scandal environment, in a normal scandal environment, if the vice president had retained outside counsel to represent him in an investigation by the Justice Department, where would that story be? Headline news. Headline news. It would be the crawler. It would be all the cable news networks are talking about. The Fox all day would be Mike Pence has to hire counsel to defend himself against scurrilous Democratic allegations. And every everybody and all the other networks, the headline all day would be vice president feeling the heat, hires outside counsel thinking he might be next. Right? right? And even a normal scandal environment, which is... A scandal, not even normal. In a normal scandal environment, that would be the above-the-fold headline on every website, newspaper. That would be the number one crying crawler on every cable news network. And I'm telling most of you people listening to this right now, I'm guessing, including our own team here on the show, you're learning this news for the first time. You're describing why I think, in essence, that Trump may very well get away with all of this when when scandal and not just as you say your garden variety every administration kind of has one scandal but when it's just scandal upon scandal when that's normative it 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 just comes to be the water we swim in and and your reaction to it i mean everybody everybody's luring up that's just what we do i this is why i think it this thing can end up being with almost Nobody other than you know your random sacrificial lamb uh, getting in trouble for this. Oh, I think there'll be an eighty. There's an eighty percent likelihood there will be an impeachment vote in the House of Representatives. Now, how that vote turns out, what happens from there, I don't know. I'd put it. At, I'd put Wait. it at eighty percent. If if the Dems get twenty eighteen, I, I think. Let's it, face it. We're going down the road. He's going to fire Mueller. You can't undo this. Yeah, yeah, he's I mean, going this to, is he, sex. He, 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 I, don't, I don't think there's much doubt he's going to. Does any, let me stop. Let me, actually, I may be wrong. Does, is there anybody here that does not believe Trump will fire Mueller eventually? Who can know the ways of a double-minded man? <laughs> I See think that, it's I, not really going to matter if he does or not. I think that this is moving down that road towards impeachment. Because if he fires Mueller, Rosenstein resigns, and we're off. Let me ask, why are you so confident that he will fire Mueller? Um, past behavior, 
on what level tell me give me he's not firing any of the people we want him to fire give me give me tell me where that's why i answered my question (laughs) i was just gonna say that's why the reason why the reason why you made me repeat and pause there for awkwardly is i thought you just (laughs) you kind of just made my point (laughs) he doesn't fire any of the people you want him to fire that's number one And, and, and if he fires Mueller, I'll change everything. And, and I, I will. And, and I'm not Mr. Conspiracy. I will say this though. Increasingly, you are. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not, but I'm, I'm not, but I am. I am a student of home, of human nature. And I know that there are several people, prominent people in conservative media, names you all know, who love Mike Pence, have been friends with him for years, or respected or revered him for years, long before Donald Trump even came on the scene. And even if they, and, and, and I know some of these are the same people that are encouraging Trump to fire Mueller. Even if this is not an overt strategy of, well, I can't stand, because most people working in conservative media don't like Donald Trump. Don't admire him, don't respect him. Just think that they need to feed you, the masses, this clickbait, the clickbaitness, and that's why they do it. Why do you think that there, why do you think there's not a long line of people rushing to go work in the White House. Why do you think your talent is Sarah Huckabee who couldn't get hired on any of 17 presidential campaigns other than her father's? And I say that somebody likes her, but she's a third string talent, guys. Why? Why Why do you think they got Sean Spicer standing up there and not pick a conservative media star? Pick one that's really good. You know, back when Bush hired Tony Snow, we didn't have the depth of talent. We didn't have websites and stuff that we have now. How many people do we all read every day, conservative review, the Federalist, pick a site that would just go up there and annihilate these leftists on a daily basis in the media? They're not going to go do that job. Like you saw liberal media running to go work for Obama. What was it, like 26 of them at some point went to work during the White House during the Obama years or some crazy number like that? Why aren't we seeing that on the right? Uh, well, because the internet, as Bob Seeger once sang, never forgets. Because you're, you know you're going to be put in an impossible situation. You're going to look like a clown. I mean, Sarah Huckabee, I thought the first day she was the White House fill-in was awful. Was awesome. Awesome. In fact, I was going on CNN right after she came on, so I saw the whole thing. thought she did a great job. Of course, I'm comparing her to Sean Spicer, so it's a low bar. But I thought she did a great job. By the next day, White House had added her as a liar. Totally contradicted what she had stood up there and said. By the next day. Kellyanne Conway is considered, considered one of the best female operatives in the Republican Party. She's been involved with anybody who's anybody in the conservative media conservative movement for 20 years. I love her to death, man, but let's face it, she's used up. All her credibility is shot. So, so I'm not going to use any names because it would be unfair. But pick some people we know that are our age or a little bit older that are stars now or on their way to stardom, you running in? You, in the, you, you signing up for the charge of that light in the loafers brigade, Todd? You in for that? No? You're like, I don't know. Yeah, listen, I don't have a problem being anti-Trump media, right? It's one thing to go on all these networks and talk media, but, but the media, but the media, but the media, you can, you can get away with that. But when I put on the uniform and now I have to affirmatively argue for this, well, that's a different level of accountability and support. Know what I'm trying to oh, say? Absolutely. It is. Yeah, now it's one thing to sit out here and 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 pick off the low-lying fruit of of liberal media bias we can all do in our sleep. But it's another thing to put on team Trump uniform and grab some pom-poms. That's where you, you know, when you watch Kellyanne Conway who built a 20-year career 
of credibility, respect, effectiveness as an operative to the point she's the first woman ever to direct a victorious presidential campaign. We're sitting here the year, we're not halfway through the year yet of the first year of the Trump presidency. She's a national punchline. And I say this as somebody that loves her. Who, who, is that a career? You got a career path there? Most don't. This is why they can't fill talent. This is why, this is why most of the jobs at the Justice Department are, are either empty or still full of Obama people. If you're a Republican lawyer, man, you, you, you need to do this for 20 to 30 more years. And especially seeing the way Trump is treating the people that, that work in that department, his own AG. Right. Oh. Are you running in? Are you running in? If you're a, if you're a promising 37-year-old Republican lawyer with great ambitions, you want to be the next Ted Cruz, go from the Justice Department to the U.S. Senate running for president, man. I got the Ivy League education. I, I'm a, I'm a, I look like a million bucks. I'm going to speak for myself when I say this, just for myself. But that's why, in my estimation, why people like uh, uh, Pence and Sessions deserve this more than anybody. They could have been the grown-ups in the room early on. They jumped on board. It's all on them. It's See, their fault. And that's why I Agree. think, at least subconsciously, I believe, there are some people that are advocating Trump do something that will get him impeached because they'd rather have Mike Pence be president anyway. If we polled our audience right now, what do you think the percentage would be? That would... Uh, that would that agree with you? The, 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 I'm asking, if we polled our audience, defend Trump to the death on impeachment or President Pence... What would you think our audience would say? I'm asking. I don't know. At least 80-20 pence. 80-20, you think, Kim? Wow. I don't know. Really. 50-50. still pretty high. Yeah. Maybe 65-35. In favor of fight to the death or President Pence? Pence, I think. So all of you think it would at least be 50-50 is your floor. Yeah. That's, I agree with that, by the way. I agree with that assessment. our audience. Yeah. Yes. But at some point, more people are going to jump on that and say, just get the pain to stop. And that's where you can, that's where you can begin to subconsciously. Just sick of this. Just you're sick of it. And and, and in your mind, you're saying, I'm tired. These, because listen, is it true that some of the people doing this to Trump would attempt to undermine whomever we put in there that represented us, even somebody good? Yes. Of course they would. Yes. Now, doubtful that they, that, that other, those other people would go on Twitter and literally say, here's how I, here's how you bust me for obstructing justice like Trump did at 7 a.m. this morning. Doubtful they'd be that dumb. But but would they all would the, would many of the same characters trying to delegitimize Trump who he's helping aiding and abetting would they try to do this to President Cruz President Rubio President Paul would they be doing this right now to all those guys Hell yeah they would Hell yeah I doubt those guys would be dumb enough to feed the animals but they'd be doing it to them many of the same people would be doing it to them So I get this notion that we have to defend Trump from this because it's not about Trump it's about the left and they would do this to whomever we put in there I get that. And that, but and and, that, and if you're at that point, you might just say, and you, you say, "Fire Mueller! You can't put up with this." And then in the back of your mind, somewhere you're thinking, you know what? Hell, if 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 people like Dace is right and it gets his, he gets impeached for firing Mueller, President Pence, we're all better off anyway. Let's just move on with the rest of our lives. Is that really far fetched? When I'm pitching here right now? No, no. But here's where motivations matter. If you are doing this because you think it's a lead pipe lock that Mike Pence is going to be a better president than Donald Trump. 
then this that's a fool's errand because yep. I don't think anything any such thing can be guaranteed. But if you are starting to think basically along the lines of William F. Buckley and that any 50 people chosen at random would be better, if you're just like, okay, we gave you a shot, rotate, you're out, next guy in, I, hey, I'm all on board with that. That's <laughs> I, where I'm at. I second that. Yeah, you guys know I'm not a big Pence fan. Yeah. The, the attraction of Pence as a president, though, he's more of a known commodity, which right now a lot of people would think is an upgrade because uh, we don't know. We, 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 this week on on su- on Sunday, President Ob- or seven days ago, so last Friday, President Obama said Qatar needs to stop being a terrorist sponsoring state. Yesterday, his Pentagon sold him twelve billion dollars worth of F-15s. President okay? Trump or President Trump? I'm sorry. Yeah. Freudian slip. Sorry about that, President Trump. <laughs> All right, that's that's crazy. Oh yeah, that's just crazy. And then, you know, follow so, it up on the 110 billion that he did already with Saudi Arabia. Well, I think the ceiling with Trump is higher, meaning his potential to do good is higher, because I do think he has a certain chutzpah that we know Mike Pence does not have. There's just really nobody around him to encourage him to use it too often for good. Um, the floor with Pence is lower. Or the the ceiling with the ceiling is higher with Trump, but the floor is higher with Pence, meaning the potential for just utter complete embarrassment and disaster for a party and a movement that doesn't you don't get the stain off for a generation is not He's nearly as Trump. adamant as it with Pence as it is with Trump. I get Trump. what you're saying. I don't, but Riffro was incredibly embarrassing. Oh, I'm, that was low low yeah. floor. I don't disagree. You Trump. know, I mean, I think I've made my point. My, my I know. I'm not. I know. Thoughts about I, I, that. Well, is... no, but yeah, I, I hear you. What were you gonna say, Aaron? I'm sorry. Trump is like Ryan Leaf. I mean, if you're the Chargers and he goes out there and he just stinks it up. He had a good game once, appointed uh, Neil Gorsuch. But, you know, he, he's losing you games. He's getting mad at uh, reporters in the locker room. And he's, you know, he's, his teammates try to reach out to him to help him. At some point, you just got to cut the guy loose. Yeah. And I could see, you know, hey, one way to not get blood on your hands, by the way, again, I'm just throwing this out there. I'm just saying, one way to not get blood on your hands, and you, when you know this guy's a cancer on your movement and on your party, you know. But you also know that, that there's a huge throng in your audience that either loves them some Cheeto Jesus or they just hate the Democrats so bad they don't want to give them any skin, any scalp at all, right? You know that. So how do I maneuver this? How do we pull off a little real politique so we do what must be done? We take out the trash, but I don't get any of the, I don't have any blood on me. I, while my base wants Trump to just fight even though they can't define what they're fighting for or who they're fighting or why. So fire Mueller. Encourage Trump to fire Mueller, which we all know his ego wants to do anyway. Encourage Trump to fire Mueller. Set that chain of, chain of reaction going. The people that will then come after Trump will be all the same Republicans we all hate. Right? The same ones that because they sold us all out, we got Trump in the first place. So my audience already, my readers, my listeners, my viewers hate those Republicans anyway. And then they'll be the people that will sancti- they'll, they'll go David they'll go David Gergen, David Brooks to line up with Democrats. Trump's got to go. Mm-hmm. I walk out of this, Pontius Pilate, man, I got none of this on me. 
I just found me. No, no. I mean, those Jews just took a vote, you know, and they said they they wanted Barabbas instead. It's game when they want. I mean, it's not my fault. You know, like, I got nothing. You know, I'm, Moses comes down from Mount Sinai. You know, I mean, I'm Aaron. I mean, I don't know. The people just gave me some gold. I don't know what they were doing. I threw it in a fire. Like these, like you know, idols came out. I had nothing. Bubkiss, man. I was just kind of standing here. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, so. Let the people that my audience, my viewers, my listeners already hate, let them do what must be done. I walk away, my audience still loves me because it looked like I was fighting for Trump, even though I gave him the worst political advice I could have possibly given him. And then we end up with somebody that we all like better anyway. Now, maybe that's giving human nature and people way too much credit, which is why I don't get into conspiracy theories to begin with. But I do think human nature can subconsciously create those sorts of self-fulfilling prophecies. But there's an also a powerful zeitgeist that was just exacerbated in the extreme that can will prevent that from happening. And that is the, and I mentioned this on the TV show today, the, the shooting of Steve Scalise. And psychologically, that could just cause all manner of Republicans to circle. People are talking about Trump's, uh, he's visited the hospital multiple times. It's a good thing. I'm not, I'm not saying, manipul- saying he's trying to manipulate that. That good nice job good on you donald trump but people everybody else is like oh fawning over it and when if barack obama did that they'd probably be ripping on him for trying to manipulate it i mean psychologically we are such a broken people and i say we again i'm not even part of it the republicans are so psychologically broken i can see them defaulting just circling the wagons even around donald trump because it's two legs good four legs bad I don't think so. I don't. I think, I think, no. I think, I think they never liked him because they thought he might actually be who many are, many people listening to us right now thought he was going yeah, to be. but they're cowards. They're not principled. I mean, at some point, they guess have who to also, fun- Guess who also is a coward? Mike Pence. Yeah. Listen, if, if, if you cut the health care deal in the House with Mike Pence, is he going to go to the Senate and say this is a mean, this this bill's too mean? Is Mike Pence going to do that? No. No. You know what you're getting. You get up every morning. You know what the status quo loves more than anything else, Todd? Status quo. The status quo. I know what I'm getting every day. He won't be tweeting. Won't be tweeting. Isn't going to rally. Isn't going to go. Because the possibility still does exist. Although it grows remoter by the day. What was Ann Coulter's line today? Oh, that was funny. What was the line you told me Ann Coulter had today? That if you went to the border... Uh, If a bunch of people just went to the border and started throwing down bricks uh, one at a time, they'd be doing more to build a wall. And this is Ann Coulter. That's a great line. It is great. But but that's true right now. What Aaron said earlier, who knows what the double-minded man... Could could Donald Trump... Would any of us be shocked if tomorrow he got up on a lark and just suddenly had an epiphany? You know what? Everybody's against me. Pox in everybody's house. McConnell, send me an actual repeal bill. Would that shock you? Yes. It would shock you? Yes. See, I think it's. I think there is still some possibility he could become a bull in a china shop. Some. That he could, that he could be driven to the point of, F all y'all. I think there's no possibility. None. It's, it's not even in the lexicon. It's not in the DNA. It's not in the it's not in the nature of Mike Pence to go there at all. And you know what you get every week? 
I think President Mike Pence, you'd suddenly That's see true. the amount of resumes that'd be flooding in from Republican lawyers to work at the Justice Department and all these other bureaucracies would be flooding in. We'd be greeted with stories of smooth transition. Government jobs are actually full now. What it was the study yes. that Trump has filled one third of his administration? The fiscal year is almost up on June 30th. He's filled one one third of his administrative posts in his administration, and it ain't because they're cutting government guys. Like some of you, are like, well, hey, Steve, I thought we wanted someone that was only filling one. Well, it ain't it ain't because they cut government. They they he's filling one third of positions while signing unconditional debt limit increases, and it's because they're cutting government. It's because they can't hire good people. That's why they can't. That changes overnight. Bringing the status quo, somebody everybody knows changes overnight era of good feelings returns because there ain't nothing the status quo loves more than the status quo what you said earlier when you kind of stepped on your own banana when you stepped on your own rake there when we were kind of chuckled about Mueller about, about Trump well you know he, he doesn't fire the people we right. want yeah. the great irony is he's yeah. here because of what you just said if he was what everybody who was supporting him thought he was going to be he would so intimidate all these people I mean, look how the fear of him shut people down during the primary. Oh, see, they're still intimidated by him. That's I don't think the they th- are anymore. Oh, no, that's the... Th- they they no, deserve... I, not, I, they're, they're not, not intimidated tough, by him. They're, they're weak, inti- they're cowards. They're, not pre- they're the same as they ever were. That's his no. outcome. No, you're right. You're all right. the time. You're right, but he's not the object of the fear. Oh, they're scared of everyone nah, and the everything. Fear, the, it's the election. It's, it's the electorate. It's the, it's the fear of his base. Yeah. That's the fear. Yep. It's the fear of um, the uh, uh, see. These guys don't get out of Washington. Mm-hmm. So when they see pictures of women who show up at Trump rallies last year during the election after the Billy Bush incident came out, and they and they draw on their bodies pictures pointing to their yeah. female parts and saying Trump, you can grab my, you know what? Since these guys almost never get out of Washington, they think that's all of Trump's electorate. See, that's who they're afraid of. They're afraid of Trump's base. They're not afraid of Trump. They're rolling him every day that ends in oh, why they're rolling him. He's rolling himself. They're not rolling him. I mean, that's and he, that's why they're not afraid of him. They, McConnell's not doing anything. He just, he just gets up no. in the morning. McConnell's like the judge in the natural with the dark office and the blinds closed in the middle of the day. Just gets up from whatever spider hole in Washington he sleeps in and, and, and just peers out the blinds. Yep, Trump's still tweeting. Says to his staff, nods his head, and just goes back to collect. You know, making collection calls on K Street. That's what they, they don't have to fear him at all. The only reason they haven't totally they had the reason they haven't knifed him they haven't gone el brute on trump yet is his base but when he starts filer and fire and mueller rosenstein quits you lose the georgia special election 2018 is a blood that's when you now that's when you now divide trump's base and you say hey we won't get any more neil gorsuch's no matter who's the president if we continue down this road this guy's this guy's killing us it's going to be you're going to have speaker pelosi he's indefensible and yeah, you will still have that crazed Trump base, but in the last four weeks in the Gallup polling, Republican satisfaction with the direction of the country has sunk 15 points. Right. That's what I'm talking about. See, that's what McConnell and Ryan and those guys, they're watching that. Mm-hmm. They don't care what he says. They don't care what he does. And they don't care. Ryan, Paul Ryan doesn't care how much he embarrasses himself defending Trump because the kind of people that, def- that, that love Paul Ryan don't really, aren't in the politics for principle anyway. That's why, I, that's why I said last year, Marco Rubio can do whatever he wants for Trump and he'll get away with it. 
Ted Cruz cannot because his base will turn on him because they expect something different from him. That's that's the only polling number they're looking at. They're not looking at the approval rating. They're not looking at anything else. They're looking at that. But remember, you said they like being in the minority anyways. And I don't disagree that with you about true. that either. That is absolutely I, true. I, so why? They I, can't lose either way. They get rid of a cancer. And, if they, and, and, then, and then if they lose, they get to blame him at the same time. But they're not even unconsciously capable of being as Machiavellian as the, it would require to pull this off. Oh, yes, they are. No, they're not. That's how we got here in the first place. You ever wondered, ever yeah. wondered, how come there's a primary and we get a good conservative and suddenly another conservative decides he or she needs to run at the same time? You ever wondered why that happens every time? That's not Every easy. time! Want to know where that happens? Why does that happen? We just, we just, it's bad luck. Why do my Detroit Lions suck? Why do they have one playoff win since 1957? Split the damn base. Yeah, yes, that's, it's a, it, this is how it always works. What was the guy that did that in Iowa? This just happened in Virginia the other day, and I think kind of Corey Stewart's kind of a nut job. I don't even know who the third candidate was. He got like 13%. <laughs> this happens constantly. It does. Yes. The reason they look stupid defending our principles because they don't believe in them. But the other Machiavellian stuff, they outmaneuver us all the time. Mitch McConnell walks into CPAC a few years ago. I was there. I saw it with my own eyes. While he's up there working with Joe Manchin and the rest of the Democrats on contemplating post-Sandy Hook, whether we ought to have you know more gun control, he walks into CPAC raving, raising a, waving a rifle. Talking about how much I love the Second Amendment. You're damn right there, that Machiavellian. No. That's how they've survived all this time. I just, I, I fundamentally disagree. We're the, we're the problem. We're just rubes. I mean, it's not like we're bringing some level of game to the field and they just are a better chess player than us. They, they're just flat-out liars. That's not Machiavelli, and that's just lost. And we're okay with it. And we reelect them because I mean the, the uh, you mentioned it. Forgive me, I can't remember. Steve, it was the podcast or on TV earlier today. The the tweet about the guy who said, uh, "I I know these guys suck, but they at least I might get ten percent of what I want." That's it, right there. That's not Machiavellia. That's just just the Machia- garbage gruel. I agree with you on that. And I agree with you in just about everything uh, as well. But, I, but just, I, I think I think the the Machiavellian way they've set this up is what has conditioned many of our people to accept that. Oh yeah, it's I a, think I think they, they, they cause us to think, well, this is that. the best that we can get. Absolutely, yes. they have it's condition. This is classic conditioning. Yes. You can't do any better than this. Mm-hmm. That's that's why that's why they're not sweating out right now that they're not doing any of the stuff they got elected to do, because they're already plotting on. All we're going to run on next year is the media is out to get Trump and the Democrats will impeach him if you don't reelect us. Now, I think if Trump fires Mueller, as even you pointed out, that's the game changer. I, don't, I think that yeah. will change the entire we'll environment. conversation if that yeah, happens. He fires Mueller, which I think he eventually will. Because if he doesn't, it'd be the, maybe the one time in his entire life I know of that we can document in his public life. He did not. Once, once the Southern Hemisphere started pumping out the ego and the id, okay, from the little head down between the legs, it might be the only time in his entire public life he didn't eventually follow with it, follow through with it. Because I can't think of another time, can you? Mm-hmm. I can't think of one. No. You never think of a time Trump went to the brink and pulled back. I can't think of it either. So that's why I believe eventually he will do it. Because it's what he wants to do. You can see him in the way he's communicating. He's trying to justify it. He wants to do it. And there is no one that will really tell him no. No one. And half the people that are telling him to do it don't want him to be president anyway. They have Mike Pence there, so they don't care if he impeaches himself. They don't give a rip. They're back there. Keep tweeting. Yeah. That's fine. 
Meanwhile, I meanwhile I meanwhile my base loves it that I'm telling you to fire Mueller because they want you to do it anyway. So I can't win. I don't lose either way. If you fire Mueller, you get impeached. And my base loves me, and they blame the Democrats and the rhinos for for why you got impeached. And I walk out of here, and I got the same audience, same clicks, same Twitter following, social media likes I had before Trump ever came along. Now have a nice life. Enjoy your plane, President Pence. And then all of a sudden, the resumes come pouring in. See, they've conditioned us where we can't get out. We can't leave. It's the best that we can possibly do. Over and over and over and over again. I saw this in all these primaries we tried to contest in 2014. Over and over and over again. Most Because most people come out of this with the mindset of, the system's bad, but my rhino is good. Yes, yeah, that's why they get reelected. Exactly. Yes. 95%. As much as, as much as everybody wants to rip on um, the man of orange of old, uh, what's his, uh, John Boehner, I'd almost forgotten his name, blessedly. As, as much as people want to rip on him across the country, want to rip on people like him and Mitch McConnell and every rhino, every day that ends in Y, the fact of the matter is somebody keeps electing them. That's, that's exactly, I think, what you're saying. And this is why... It's interesting. I don't get nearly as upset about let me Trump reset, as you. Let me reset one thing. The Machiavellianism, I, I, this is where I overstated my case. I should clarify. The Machiavellianism isn't so much that they, they were smart enough to set up the dynamic where we accepted this. The Machiavellianism is that they were smart enough to recognize we were willing to accept it. They realized the environment. Yes, they realized, yeah. and then they just conditioned us to continue and, to keep accepting it over and over And again. that's why I don't get particularly upset on most days about Donald Trump. I just see him as a guy who did the same thing. I mean, he, he just looked at this environment and said, what a bunch of rubes. My goodness, they're, they're saying hail Caesar to me. Can you believe this? Okay. There's no way he believed uh, going into this race, uh, that he was going to win the White House. No way. I mean, he he didn't. He wasn't the guy. I've assessed the environment, and no one sees it except for me. No way. No way. He just saw what you laid out. All of a sudden, no we, doubt. We were just why did he play that th pathetic? When you and I would talk about this privately as friends, what did I tell you was the real thing that would break me at night, would keep me up at night? That would that, that sometimes Amy would come downstairs and find me weeping at my computer, unable to sleep was watching him base an entire campaign off of some of the worst liberal stereotypes of our movement and our people and him watching him capitalize on it. That's, that's what I just couldn't reconcile. That's, that's, that's where I, I, I that's where, uh, you know, that, that broke me. That put me in the fetal position. That, that really, we just want to call people names and uh, Obama is not, is a Kenyan, you know, that's that's what broke me. We just we just wanted somebody to play the birther card. That's all. That's really that's really that's because I read on a website that he's a, his dad's a Kenyan Muslim uh, extremist, and I watched a document. We just want someone to justify our hatred, and he did. We didn't really care what the issues were, what the stances were. We just wanted somebody to hate the other side as much as I do, and he just he fed the masses rhetorically without any of the actual policy. What they wanted. I mean, I'm just looking at something, just as we're talking, I just retweeted from Ann Coulter. She tweets out, I thought with Trump we'd finally have a president helping our country. So far, Syria, Saudi Arabia, Israel, Italy, China, North Korea, today, Cuba. You know, I, I, my response to, to Ann was, if only somebody had warned you for the last two years, I can see why you just feel totally blindsided by this news. Or not. That, that's the thing, is... 
he would beat the system if he was who the people who elected him thought that he was or who not who elected him because a lot of people who knew what he was got him elected because they knew Hillary what she would do if they got if she let me so let me rephrase that if a lot of the people who got him the nomination if he was what those people were or those people thought that he was he could actually defeat the system but he's not that's why he is succumbing to it because he's he's just he's not he's not Gordon Gecko. He's, he's, he's not the guy that buys businesses that are dilapidated, fires everybody to make a profit, then sells it off and walks off. He's not, the, he's, not a, he's not that alpha male. This is a guy that uses subsidies, crony capitalism. The very system many of us that are, are opposed to is what he has used to enrich himself. Yes. He's not your classic 80s uh, business corporate America tycoon. He is, there's a reason why he's given so much money to Democrats, guys. He's a crony capitalist through and through. He's out of that era. He's your typical, he's, he's, he's Warren Buffett. What most of these guys are nowadays. I'm done fighting big government. I'm going to join with it. I mean, right now, what's his number one domestic policy initiative? Big government infrastructure spending. Yeah, one trillion. And yes, that's his number one policy initiative domestically. Right there. Not building the wall. Not repealing Obamacare. It's infrastructure. Because that's what he is. If he were the, there's only room for one of us to be number one here, and that one's going to be me. If he were that guy, this Gordon Gecko-esque badass that, every, that the people that got him the nomination thought that he was, he could defeat the system. And that's proven by the fact that because people thought that he was that guy, despite all of his baggage and all of the things about him we knew, he got elected president of the United States. Now imagine if he were to actually follow through with those actions. Look how much of, we allowed a man who did things we have disqualified people with far better public records instantly for. And we gave him the presidency because we so wanted somebody to be that kind of a leader. Now imagine if he did those things. Can you imagine how the public would react? Corey Stewart wins that primary in Virginia the other night. He doesn't lose it by a point and a half. He wins it by 10. And there's Corey Stewart's running in every primary in America right now. Right? He's being done in because he didn't go in there and drain the swamp. Because he didn't go in there and fire all these people. No, because he didn't go in there and repeal Obamacare. Because he didn't go in there and, and use the platform of his administration of, of Twitter to tell McConnell and Ryan what's up. That's why he's that's why he's that's why he's good if that's why he's toast. Because he didn't do those things. So as crazy as it sounds, would like one of the best plays possible? Was, this is one hell of a feedback Friday, right? by the yes. way. Yeah. We're, we're responding we to the emails some. and texts we've sent ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Screw so, you, listeners. We'll so, talk amongst uh, ourselves. I'll tell you what. Monday, Monday, <laughs> we will do feedback Friday on Monday. I will make up to it with the audience. Make me, gentlemen, make me do it, even if you have to tie me down, okay? Because the audience tuned in for a different conversation eh? hopefully they're enjoying this one I will make it up to you guys on Monday yeah okay all right really quickly a really good play then for Donald Trump right now would be to hire Ann Coulter yeah and just have him there 
slapping him around and you know where on earth is the man inside you this is what you do this is what you do this is what you do that would be the right place look at, look I at, wrote to a you, freaking could he, book could he do better in terms I of compared somebody you to God no doubt in terms of somebody who's like on his wavelength he built he just as there was a group of people and some of them are the same people there were a lot of people that crossed that voted for Obama twice that crossed over into the GOP primary last year and voted for Trump okay just as there were a lot of people who wanted to believe we could have a progressive messianic savior like Obama mm-hmm. to usher us into a post-partisan era. When that didn't work, okay? So when the, when, when the utopian... Ski, this, happens, this happens in history over and over again. And before I, we go there, no, I'm not talking about Nazi Germany. I freaking hate Nazi Germany comparisons. It's the ultimate manifestation of demonic evil on planet Earth. We have a rule on our show. We don't compare things to that, right? So I'm not talking about that. It's just a commonality in history that when the utopian government, whether it's a government that promises a Pax Romana, whether it's, it's a Pax Romana until there's people outside the gate we can't defeat, and then we hand Julius Caesar the keys to the city that he never gives back to save us. You know what I'm trying to say? Sure. That's a good analogy there. It, we, love, we, we love utopian government until we find out it can't deliver us utopia. Then we go to the strongman every time. So when utopian government can't fulfill its promises, we then ask the strongman to come in and do cleanup in aisle nine. Trump is the strongman. Obama's the utopian fallacy. So you, you, Obama's this Pax Romana. We are the people we've been waiting for. The oceans rise. Didn't work. And now, and now we've got illegals on the border, right? So we got to give Julius Caesar the key to the city because he's strong. He, he is the strong man that will, that will stop these people from coming after us. And then Julius Caesar never gives the, king of the, the, the key to the city back. All right? This pattern happens throughout history. It happens throughout history. What If you look at the geopolitical time that Christ lived in, remove the theological standpoint for a moment. Try to see it. Try to see it geopolitically and historically the way Caiaphas and the Sanhedrin did. Try to see it their way for a moment. Okay? In their minds, since they're not, since they're not seeing Christ as Messiah, they're looking at it geopolitically in their environment. And here's the geopolitical environment. I've got this new prefect from Rome who has a reputation in the other territories that he has governed of being beyond brutal. That's why they shipped him out here to one of the toughest places to govern. He's on his last legs with Caesar. This guy's got a reputation for not, for not being bashful about spilling blood, named Pontius Pilate. He has earned that reputation in the empire. Now I've got these zealots over here Illegally carrying swords, because it's illegal for us to own them in the empire. Illegally carrying swords, practicing guerrilla warfare, acts of terrorism. And I got this new prefect over here saying, if you can't clean up that mess of your extremists, the crucifixions begin at 2 o'clock. Line them up. Because we hate you Jews anyway. And now we have this unstable element comes in. That kind of has some of the message of the that, that we're trying to teach out of the Sanhedrin and some of the message that the zealots are trying to teach, you know, that uh, there's really only one authority and that's the kingdom of God. Well, that kind of sounds like what the zealots are saying. On the other hand, dude knows the law even better than we do. That's kind of our message, you know. And now, 
we're having a hard time geopolitically balancing the act that we had. Now we have this new unstable element comes in. And so eventually, when the utopian plan doesn't work, you go to Pontius Pilate's judgment seat and you say what? Give us Barabbas. Give us the strong man. Give us the strong man. Every time. Every time government tries utopia, we end up next with the strong man. Every time in human history, it has never failed in any custom, any language, any culture, any religion. It always ends up like this. It's what we have right now here in the States. Now, let's not even contemplate what comes next. Because usually what happens is the strong man, if he's a good strong man, ends up a dictator. We don't have a good strong man. Typically what happens if he's a bad strong man is you have anarchy next. Typically, that's what happens. Until we determine, until and then out of that anarchy will come either the next utopia, will come the next utopia, and then followed by the next strong man, and we just repeat this process again. That's human history. That's why we have the longest living constitution in the history of the, of the world, guys. Because it's not easy for fallen human beings to be free and self-governed. So if you take the theology out of it, it is much easier to, because when you read the New Testament, you're like, man, how'd these guys miss this? Put yourself in their shoes. You don't have the New Testament, number one. And before this strange carpenter from Nazareth showed up with tales of healings and people rising from the dead out there in wayward, you know, rural Galilee, you're dealing every day with this political dynamic where you have Rome trying to end you and you have zealots saying you're not doing enough to fight back against Rome. Does this make you see? We go through this pattern every time and we're doing it now. We have a strong man now. That's what Trump is. Except he's being undone because he didn't do those things. Imagine, imagine we gave, the Romans gave the key to Julius Caesar. Will you defeat the bad guys? Will you save the city? Yes. I just need you to give me the power to do it. I alone can solve, Caesar says. I alone can solve. A return to law and order, Caesar decrees. And you hand Caesar the key. And he jumps on Twitter. And he, he, and he, looks, at, he, he looks at Cassius, his assistant, and he says... Do you believe, can you believe there's two or three of these senators right now in the Roman Senate saying that they had a bigger, a bigger memorial of support welcoming them into the city than I did? I want you to go back, interview people, the eyewitnesses that were there. I, that cannot be true. I know that's not true. We can't let them get away with that. See where I'm going with this? Yes, I do. That's where we're at right now. And Caesar doesn't save the city. Gives a few great speeches. So you're left with all the baggage of the strong man. You get none of the benefit. I mean, if Caesar didn't get to, if Caesar didn't save the city, would he have gotten to stay? No, people rebelled against him. Why did they say, you get this, you can stay, and we'll even make you God? Caesar, not Kaiser Curious, Caesar is God. We will worship your descendant line as God. Why? Because he saved the city. He was the hero. He saved them. But what happens if Caesar doesn't save the city? What if he doesn't take the trash out? What if he doesn't kill the bad guys? What if the trains, what if all roads don't end up leading to Rome? What happens to Caesar then? Is there another Caesar? No. This is what's happening to Trump. 
What they are trying to do to him, they would try to do to anybody we put in there. Anybody. Anybody. Even Jeb Bush. We forget the first derangement syndrome, guys, was Bush derangement syndrome. Remember that? In the George W. years? That was the first. Then it became Palin derangement syndrome, and now it's Trump derangement. The first derangement syndrome was Bush derangement syndrome. Even if, even if please clap were president right now, they'd come up with something. Some shady real estate deal, something, you know, something. Something. That's the game plan. The thing is you can't feed the animals. You can't help them. You can't aid and abet them like he does every day on his Twitter account or in the interviews that he gives. But, but the issue here is not them. They're running the same game plan they always run. The issue here is that the guy who they're running it on won't do the things that would cause the people to overlook all of these things and say, we don't care. You saved the city. You know, we had those senators, that Republican Senate we had, as it was known back in those days in Rome. When we had that Republican Senate, they just sat around with their thumbs up their keisters. They didn't save us. That's why we had to go to Julius Caesar. Similar to, well, you know, we tried electing you conservatives. You didn't do anything. So we, we got to get Trump. His celebrity, we could get a nationalist. Same arguments. It's all the same arguments. All the same. Nothing new's under the sun. He's in trouble. I think he's eventually toast because he won't do the things people elected him to do. If he did those things, most people would say, Hail Caesar. Because they said, hail Caesar, when they thought he was going to do those things. What would they do if he actually did? The mere temptation he would do them. Why did I sit there? He could have his own harem in the White House yes. right now if he did that. This is the Ann Coulter we just quoted. is the same woman who a year ago said, I don't care if Trump does abortions in the White House if he builds a wall. Now it's like, hey, you can go to the border and drop a brick and you did more to build a wall than Trump. How did that happen? Why did I flirt with this? Why did he almost hire me? Why did he almost nab me? Because I thought he might do the things I thought he was capable of doing and that it would be worth it. it would, the system is so corrupt. It is so rigor mortis. It would be worth it to have the strong man, somebody fashion a whip of cords. And would I prefer that it is somebody who knows Jesus and knows our language and believes what we believe to it? You bet I would. But after a while, man, if the Gary Cooper sheriff will not clean up the town, call in Clint Eastwood spaghetti western style because someone's got to kill off the banditos. That's why I was tempted to do this right away because I thought he might be that character. Just like I've said to you as, on the libertarian side for years, Kim, I long for the day that we can have the actual arguments of, of ideological differences conservatives and, and, and libertarians have. Because mm -hmm. that would mean we've made so much progress defeating progressivism, we can now afford yes. to argue with each other. Right. I long for that day to come. Yep. Okay, I would prefer to be tempted by... Trump's so popular, he thinks he can get away with anything because he did all these things, and now we're in, now and now he's in the middle of his administration. He's losing focus. He's, I want to have that problem because to get there meant dude just just turned over money changers in the marketplace. Even today, the speech he gave calling out communism, you can see that potential is still there. You can see it. He just can't. His own character doesn't allow it. Doesn't get out of his way, and so he gives a speech in Riyadh resets the geo geopolitical map and two weeks later we're selling F-15s to Qatar I wouldn't be shocked if two weeks after this Cuba speech you know we're like oh, I mean maybe we should cut a deal with them I don't know. And that's how you know, he can't get out of his own way 
But if but the the mere notion that he might be Caesar to save us from the failed utopian government we just had made people flock to him. What would they do if he was Caesar? They'd lose it. He could do whatever he wants. And the reason why Republican satisfaction with the future of the country's dropped 15 points. The reason why his list of allies grows small is because he's not. And in the end, if you can't give me what I want, the reason why Trump has a cult is there are some people that just want a celebrity to give them meaning in life. They read tabloids. Mm-hmm. They, they are groupies. They, they, this is their idol. But that's, that's a small number, guys. Everybody else was hoping he might be Julius Caesar. And every day that becomes more and more apparent he's not, you see the numbers decline. Thoughts on this as we close things out? I don't think there are any thoughts left. I mean, I think you expressed everything that, um, to some extent, everyone in this room has been thinking. And... um, I hate to use the word, but feeling as well about this administration. Uh, Kim and I were talking about uh, about this before the show, uh, and I was telling her, you know, I, I do my best, and, it, and I, I I probably do need to do better at this because I'm I'm trying to be a professional, doing my best at giving analysis, my analysis from my perspective every day, because that's what I get. That's what I get paid for. But the 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 thought I keep coming back to is. To what end? I mean, what does what does it matter? Because as I said earlier, who can know the thoughts of a double-minded man? He can't get out of his own way. He does one good thing uh, one uh, you know one week, and then two bad things the next. Um, and I think everything that we've been talking about for the last hour, I think that's kind of an expression of that. I'm just I've said this before. I'm trying to keep up with my with the psychology. Of what happened? What what have I learned? And it just seems to me that after 2016, as likely as anything, is Trump still on top of the mountain, on top of it all, and the mountain of us, people left and the right, just standing on top of us, because we've all the environment that put him there in the first place is still there and it's growing and it's unapologetic so why doesn't he still survive why isn't he standing on top of it all still mocking us the winner in the end while all of us are losers i i i sit and listen to the specific analysis and that historical analogy was fun and dead on and then i and i still think then perhaps simultaneously irrelevant if we are just the idiocracy now mm. i just i this the status quo is the status quo until it isn't anymore and i'm i i i, I keep trying to walk away from it but i can't i can see a, in my a- mind's eye trump right on top of this mountain of humans that he's tread on because, quite frankly, they've all deserved it. There's a difference, my friend, between a strong man whose who's sociopathic, narcissistic ego is driven by what he views as a greater mission. In, in the case of Caesar's, the glory of Rome, the spreading of Romanism, Roman exceptionalism, to use an expression, or the strong man whose narcissistic sociopathy is driven by... Um, how many how many times can I put my name on a building? How many times can I put my DNA in a woman? Difference. Difference. It's absolutely... One, one manifests itself one way. 
and the other one manifests itself the way we're watching right now. But this is this culture is very much like that as well. Indeed. This political sphere is like this as well, which is why he can swim in and navigate it successfully. You know, when you add that, you know, I'm going back to the earlier comments about Mike Pence hiring a lawyer to handle. And, it, and you know, the spin, of course, is that it's, uh, you, it's routine. He's just hiring this lawyer. No, it is not routine to have the vice president need to hire a lawyer. And when we talked about the special counsel and the ramifications that something, someone's going to be indicted, President uh, Trump will probably be impeached. But now you have the statement from Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein saying, yeah, he'll probably have to recuse himself as well because he's going to be part of this investigation. And they're already going down trying to figure out who would be in line then. And it's Rachel Brand, an associate attorney general, third in command that might have to start running things because the investigation will find something Well, we'll make it up to you on the feedback side on Monday. (laughs) (laughs) We were responding to our own feedback to one another. Everybody have a great weekend. Monday, it's all about you here on the podcast. I promise. Todd and Aaron have permission to tar and feather me if I violate that, except for extraordinary circumstances of breaking news variety. Right. Thanks to everybody who tuned in today. Have a great weekend, John 317. This is Steve Dace. I like it, you. Thank <laughs> you.